In brightest day, in blackest night, all other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Orange is lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's might. Respect their power for Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bockelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 418. That's right. We're talking about a couple things tonight. We're talking about Far Sector, issue number nine, catching up on the... Or ten. Time. Nine. 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 Catching up on that. Um, and uh, then we're going to jump into a little bit of HBO Max, just because Mark and I have... Uh, as you heard live last episode, or <laughs> live when it was recording, Mark and I both uh, subscribed to HBO Max uh, on the air. So let's uh, let's talk a bit about what's on there. But first, we got some Far Sector, right? Yes, we do. Uh, a pretty straightforward issue, I thought, even though. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty much. Um, but uh, Mark, do you want to tell people where we're at up at this point? You you want to. <laughs> You want to give a recap of the series thus far? No, I don't want to give a recap. You can give a recap if you want. I don't. It's all. It's three quarters done. I don't want to. Go. I just want to screw with him. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, there's this uh, chick Joe, and she's got a weird kind of ring, and she's sleeping with everybody on this planet, and I don't know. <laughs> You know what I did realize? Uh, we need to go back, and not that we need to do this on the air. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to go back and read these title pages because I'm just now realizing that we're getting uh, roughly, I don't want to say critical, we're getting information on this first page. Oh, you mean the logs? All the, yeah. All the, yeah, I think, I think we've done those, we've done some of those in the past. I, I don't think we, I don't think we've done more than half of them. That could be true, but I know we've done some. Yeah. I do. But, um, I say that, and I'm not even going to read this one out loud to you guys, but there's information there. Go look. Well, read it. Um, why, why don't you want to read it? I'll read it if you want. <laughs> all, right, well, all right, whatever. I'll try to keep this thing short. But all right, uh, so Owen Intelligence Green Lantern File Archive Announcement Translation English Security Recommended Guardian Eyes Only. Queries regarding glow processing CF power battery requirement are misguided. For individual Green Lanterns who are acculturated, acculturated, I guess, uh, to sustained will conversion, perpetual recharge systems could be considered. However, this would likely constitute a minority of lanterns and could never be standardized to the core as a whole. Experimental proposals will be considered if submitted. Okay. All right, so we open up kind of where we left off. Joe is sort of mulling over everything that she has learned. Uh, her and Ken has are over at a diner of fake food. And essentially what that means is it's electronic impulses relayed via the table you're sitting at to your body that when you quote-unquote eat this digital food, uh, you know, kind of triggers your various senses and makes you think you're eating something when you're not. 
Uh, but anyways, they're discussing kind of their little adventure in uh, at uh, the Adat world and uh, talking a bit about uh, what uh, how everything got that way and and what's going on. And then she uh, can has gives her information about the feels net. The feels net is just where people in the city uh, buy, sell, and exchange things or ideas or emotions that aren't legal. So basically, their version of the black market. Uh, the biggest production on the feels net is memes, homegrown grown ones, not earth imports. Uh, there are some uh, out there uh, who can generate them, uh, and uh, Joe was under the impression they all just came from earth. Uh, she said she finally starts piecing everything together and realized that that's why switch off is even invented. The black market must've developed it first so that they could then have the capacity to quote unquote, build memes, um, which is, I guess a form of currency or could be their only currency. I never quite figured that out. Uh, but I definitely a form of the, uh, one of the higher forms of currency. So with all of this, the process, uh, Joe goes off, to check out the uh, lead that the counselor had given her. And on her way there, she checks in with Susan, who warns her about the place she's going, that the locals won't be friendly, it's a bad idea, don't trust the counselor, so on and so forth. Because her ring is only at 18%, she takes a little uh, speed bike out to that area, and she kind of checks around in those coordinates. Now, using her uh, goggles, her digital goggles, she doesn't see anything, but just in case, she wants to make sure she's not missing anything, she lifts them up to look with her own eyes and realizes there's an entire little colony walled off and sectioned off in the area that she's looking at. So it is warded, essentially, and, and set up to not look, uh, not be picked up by digital sensors or electronic surveillance. She gets immediately stumbled on by a patrolling guard who she quickly takes out Batman-style. Um... And then pulls one of the oldest tricks in the book and strips him naked and grabs his clothes to infiltrate the area to get a better look. Uh, she plays dumb with a couple of, uh, of the head honchos over there to see if any of the sensors in the area will read her uh, as uh, something other than what she's pretending to be. She figures out it's not, so she works her way in. And from there, she sees a lot of people dressed in white and wearing collars. Uh, which is never a good sign, uh, and uh, talking about how they're overworked and uh, quote-unquote underpaid because they said if I crack, cranked out at least two photo manipulations th that caught on, I could call my dad. Well, I did three major stats, and they said, they said, yeah, we know it's okay. You actually believe them? Hey, we all believe it first. They always pull that one on the newbies. And she realized that everybody is enslaved in this situation, cranking out memes uh, in this sort of uh, Matrix-style jacked-in meme farm thing. And uh, that is the end of that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'd try to encapsulate that pretty quickly. I think you, you, you've done good, Chad. You've done good. Uh, what would you think of the issue? I like this issue because it was straightforward. I, I may, Maybe it's just the Morrison stuff uh, weighing me down and, be, and beating me down. That any any story that's relatively straightforward that you don't have to, other than maybe remembering everybody's name in, in, in Far Sector, all these alien names and getting them straight. But the issue itself, the content, was pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, so I did like this issue. I thought the, just generally speaking, I thought you know the arc, the artwork was good as usual, though once again, 
kind of like we, I, I will take full responsibility for this. Kind of like harping on the size of Joe's backside, of, like last issue, how it seemed out of proportion, that they really, I th- the inconsistency, let's put it that way. Not out of proportion, as in literally she can't be built like that, but just the inconsistency in how she's portrayed. That this issue, they really kind of, I think, went a little overboard with her arms. We've no, we, we have noticed Joe's d- definition before, but there are some panels in this book in which she just looks really seriously jacked. And it just seems a little weird because I don't she she's I don't think she's ever been drawn quite as big as she was in this issue. Some panels look the same, but there are some panels where she freaking looks like Stallone for God's sake. So that's the only complaint I have about the art is a little, is kind of ongoing on that level. I think there's a little inconsistency with Joe's body, uh, just her body in general. So and it's also real convenient that luck, luck, luckily it seems like all the all these guards and 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 this. And, and the secret part where she's going to, uh, where she finds all the mean people, that they they kind of are built similarly, so that the uniform just fits perfectly. <laughs> all all spaceballs like, uh, those are the guys that stole our uniforms and beat the shit out of us. <laughs> so, but it was fu- it was it was cool. I don't, I mean, it's conceptually you get what's going on, and that's where it's in. That's where you feel invested. It is kind of hard. Um, intellectually, it's kind of hard to imagine people being you know, being slaves for for memes. But I guess different strokes for different folks, right? Whatever different whatever makes a society run, that you could have exploitation. So I guess that general concept is true. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll I'll obviously say, and I continue to say it, Jamal Campbell still kills it on the art. I mean, I know you mentioned some inconsistency there but the you know the colors and the art uh, the, i keep saying it i really 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 hope uh and the fact that we're at issue nine and it hasn't been solicited yet makes me hopeful uh and 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 that maybe maybe it'll happen that um when this is collected it's collected in a 12 issue trade paperback as opposed to two different volumes i would like this all to be in one big thing um i think that would i think it would read a lot more consistent and Definitely feel real cool uh, in that way. Um, I'm not entirely sold on the idea of memes being currency. I mean, that's just me. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's a, a stupid plot device or whatever. It definitely makes sense within the world that has been built here. Uh, so it's not like it's there's not some sort of inherent logical consistency to what's going on. Um, uh, I, I did enjoy the issue. I agree with you. It was definitely it's it's just fun to have something outside of uh, outside of the the normal. What the holy hell am I reading? Grant Morrison stuff um, and something consistent artistically, which I'm not. I, I quite honestly, I, I'm not putting down um, Liam Sharp here because Liam Sharp does incredible work no matter what he's doing. But it's uh, it's completely obvious. Excuse me. Liam likes to switch up his art style, uh, depending on, and now obviously it depends on the, sto- the story or and or type of story being told. But if you were to put all of the Liam Sharp, Grant Morrison issues into one big volume, you're gonna get four or five different versions of Liam Sharp style. So there's no sort of artistic consistency there either. Uh, it's enjoyable, yes, but not consistent in terms of like you know, I'm 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 here reading the same book, um, and that lends to I guess. Uh, I guess to Morrison's style in terms of we don't know what the holy hell we're reading, so we might as well not know what's up with the art either. So let's feel like we're on a completely new book. And whatever, that's that's neither here nor there. We're not we're not here to talk about that book tonight. Um, but this is this continues to be extremely enjoyable. Did you happen to see the variant cover for this one? Because the variants 
are the only thing artistically that I feel are inconsistent because the, the variant for this one was, was cool, but on closer inspection, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what bothered me about it, but I wasn't here for that. I don't think I did, and obviously they did not include that with the digital. Yeah, so if you get a chance, uh, take a look at it, because the, the Far Sector is one uh, of, of the series that I've been getting where I will actively seek out the variant if I know what the variant looks like uh, and, and see that it's, you know, very, very well done. In this case, uh, the variant is nice looking. Uh, and like, you know, if you were like, say, flipping through previews, cause like when, when previews will show you a cover and then the, the variant cover, cause sometimes they don't even do that anymore. The, when they do show the variant cover in previews, it's usually in a small little rectangle off to the side of the much larger main cover. Uh, and when I saw the, the, uh, sort of mini preview of what the variant cover would look like for this, I was like, oh, I think I don't want to, you know, I want to check that out because from a color, from a pose, from a layout sort of perspective, it looked like it would be really well done. Uh, and it's not bad. It's not one of the worst variants I've seen. It's, there's just something slightly off about it I could not put my finger on, so I decided to get the main cover instead. Well, color scheme-wise, I'm looking at it. I could see why it doesn't really seem to go with... There is something off a little bit about from a color perspective, I think it's a little brighter. Obviously, the greens are a lot brighter than what we're than what we're used to. Yeah, but the color never really was what bothered me about the variants. Sometimes the art style, you know, uh, you know what? I, maybe maybe I can get a sense of it when I look at it now. Who knows? Uh, Far sector nine variants. It works for me. I think it it it's it's a flattering picture of her. I mean, overall, uh, yeah, she doesn't quite look exactly the same, but there's enough. There's enough of it, of her regular look in as we're accustomed to seeing her. Yeah, maybe the glove. I mean, the glove seems, something about the glove kind of bothers me a little, almost like it's a gauntlet, uh, like like the Infinity uh, Gauntlet more than anything. But, but I don't know. So I do, like, I, I do like it. I do like it. I do like the, the background. I do like how everything, um, this might not make sense to some of you out there, but Whenever you're using really simplistic photo editing tools, there's always a filter called posterize where they they take chunks of color and make them simpler and simpler and simpler until they just seem like overlapping chunks of color. This looks mildly posterized, but it also feels kind of cartoony. I think that's what bugs me about it. I think that's what bugs me about it. It feels a little too cartoony to me. I do like the color. I do, you know, the pose is cool, you know, uh, damn Joe thick. You know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But like, uh, it's a power pose. That's cool looking. Uh, she looks really good there. But I just don't think the style, the uh, the cartoony-ish style there is for me. I don't know if I would have picked that cover. Well, actually, I, 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 technically speaking, I haven't p- actually picked up this physical copy yet. So I don't know which issue, which cover got pulled for me. So there's a chance I have the variant cover waiting for me. I... I don't know. I think, given the choice, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take it out of your folder. Walk back. No, to no, no. I'm looking at, looking at. I do like, I do like the, the regular cover. But if I had the choice between these two covers, I might very well have, have grabbed the variant cover. So we'll, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see which one got pulled, and I'll, and I'm not like I'm not going to go out of my way to seek this uh, unless it's on the shelf or something. I'm not going to go out of my way to try to get it. But if I have the choice between the two, like sometimes. With the Green Lantern, with the you know the Green Lantern, whichever one he pulls for me. Sometimes I 
I think sometimes he does pull the variant, and, it's, and, and oftentimes with that book, I've liked the regular cover, and I just swap it out. But I, yeah, I'm I, for var- I'm not huge on variant covers usually, but I, I, I do like this one, so I would not mind this one. Um, so, so back to the issue itself. Uh, I think it's become more and more obvious. You're, you're kind of, you know, this is issue nine. We've got three more to go. You're, you're starting to get the, all right, who, what's the twist here? What's, 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 what's the nail that needs to drop for us to figure out what the hell's going on? Uh, what, what, who do, who, who we need to be suspicious of that whole thing. So I think Ken has, especially with last issue kind of uh is is definitely on my list of things to be people to be uh, suspicious of i really i felt like the counselor uh you know although i mean we we kind of felt like that from the beginning of the series uh i think that's been maintained and obviously uh sizen could be in 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 his here's why i'm throwing the counselor in there and sizen because i don't think sizen herself has done anything that outright feels suspicious. But here's why I'm adding her now. Speaking of variants, because I did bring it up for a reason. Have you seen the variants for the future state Green Lantern issues? I don't think so. Look those up. Because the reason I'm not suspicious of count the counselor anymore and now suspicious of Sizen is because of the variant, or at least one of the variants. Because, you know, I have eliminated the counselor, so now I'm thinking, okay, we need we need somebody else to fill his void of suspicion. Are you are you seeing one of the variants yet? I'm looking I am looking if, if for not that. I can get you if not I can get you let me get you a link. I don't want it to have to take too long. So let's see here. Ta-da-da. This is one of them. That's just the letter V. That's not what you want. Uh, Sorry. What in the world is going on? Copy image address. You would think, I, being the tech support guy, this would have been easier. All right, anyways. Where are you sending it? Uh, 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 Skype. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. So, for those of you who you could consider this a spoiler if you really wanted to, um, so, I don't know, earmuffs for five seconds. Uh, the counselor is on the cover, on the variant covers for Green Lantern, or the Green Lantern for Far Sector. And it looks like he's part of the crew. You mean, fu- you mean Future find- State, not Far Sector, right? It, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, for Future State. I'm sorry. Uh, it looks like he's part of the crew. Now, this particular one, it looks like, you know, you could make the case maybe he's a threat there. But in the other one, he absolutely, absolutely looks like part of the crew. And I just found that one. So let me give you that because he is standing side by side with Norton. I'm assuming that is Salak. Certainly the one you sent me, that's Norton Salak. I don't like that new look for Norton at all. So check that out. What? So wait, these, uh, wait, you know, wait. Oh, However, didn't isn't that isn't John Stewart's look like that? Isn't the John Stewart look in Future State similar? Main, wait, on am, this, I, am I being racist just because I saw a black guy in dreads? Like it has nothing to do with. All oh, kidding aside, well, it has nothing. It it looks it. I see the resemblance, but I think I think I think that's supposed to be the the the, the new look for 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 John Stewart. Cause don't they actually sh- they have that preview page in this issue? That that's supposed to that look is supposed to be John Stewart, I believe. If you look at the, the the second page of the digital issue, the one to the left of the, of Superman and Wonder Woman, or or one who Wait, the hell in, that is. in Far Sector? No, yeah, in the second page of of the digital when they do when they're talking about Future State. I think the guy. The guy in the bottom left next to the fat Lex Luthor lookalike. I think that's supposed to be John Stewart. Next to Batman and underneath the Swamp Thing variant and and the Wonder Woman 
variants. Oh. Uh, that, I believe, is John Stewart. I think that's supposed to be the, the the look of John Stewart. I believe. Well, damn. So that would mean he some, looks like the counselor. He that does. Is... I agree. I agree with you. But that's that's why when you when you sent me that first picture, it, it it's it it's much. I can I could see the resemblance to the counselor a lot more. But then once I looked at once you sent me this variant, it's like no. I think that's that's supposed to be John Stewart. I think. Okay. Well. That goes out the window, but I I was I could have sworn it was it was the counselor, so I was like, well, shit, if he's lasting past Far Sector, then he's got to be, I guess, okay, especially if he's teamed up with the other Lanterns and brought in from his title into another. Like, all right, I guess I guess we're here. I mean, he's still probably he's still probably a a bad guy, but he may not be the, a bad guy with a capital B in this. He may be a lot less of culpable than we probably automatically assumed in the beginning uh especially with the especially with the conversation this issue about what's her face telling joe oh uh does, doesn't matter how good he is in bed you shouldn't be trusting him and things like that that, that. so do you have suspicion of uh, uh, of Sizen then or are is that sort of gone at this point i think i'm suspicious of everybody because they all have their moments in this book and plus it's Plus, it's a society that we don't entirely understand. And slowly, sometimes very slowly, we're starting to get bits and bits and pieces are starting to, you know, fall into place. So I, I, I don't necessarily know if there's anybody who I don't, who I 100% have, you know, let off the let off the hook here. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how they how they tie it all together. And obviously, we only have three issues now for all the pieces to fall into place. That was that would yeah. be the that'd be the one. Comp- I mean, I, I'm I'm going to work under the assumption that this whole meme factory thing is going to be a key is going to be in, really important in getting you know lifting the veil at the end. But in a way, on, on the surface, this issue could also this this issue also seemed like it was always like a side trip. It was a little detour from so a lot of the the inner the the inner city politics and stuff and and into and the main you know planetary politics we had been dealing with in the previous issues it's almost like this is like a uh, side mission and it is a side mission but it's a side mission that may lift you know kind of like blow the lid off this whole thing but to me i did get a little i did get a little vibe off of that and now it may not it may fit in perfectly depending how the next three issues go but i but I have thought, and I mentioned this before, I, I have thought there's been some elements or some parts of the, the maybe the last three or four issues at times that have kind of dragged, and maybe we could it's stretching a story out maybe a little bit longer than it really needed to be. But since you only have since you're not going to have ten probably have ten issues anymore in a series, you're going to make it twelve, and that's kind of the vibe I get sometimes on this that they probably could have told the story in a few less issues and it'd be and it would be tighter. But let's see what happens. We have, but let's see what happens in the last in the last three issues. If it ends really well, then it, then then my concerns would be unwarranted. But that, but I kind of have felt that I kind of felt that all along in this book that I was a concern that there may not really have been twelve issues worth of story to tell. You know, that really, and it was being stretched out to make it twelve. Yeah, I'm, I I think my my the most of my suspicion right now is placed on Can has, but we'll see how that all plays out. But regardless, that's that's really all I've got. Uh, art's great, story. I mean, th- it's straightforward. It does seem like a bit of a side trip. If this is a red herring, then come on, three issues to go. Uh, but uh, it does sometimes feel like it's dragging. But sometimes that's just the release schedule of this freaking thing. So you never really know. Uh, but that's really all I got, man. You got anything else you wanted to add on there? No, not really. It was much like the issue itself. You know, I think the, our our review tried to be 
we didn't try to gloss over stuff, but it was, again, sometimes the, the only negative to straightforward issues sometimes is that it, there's not as much to delve into. Uh, maybe sometimes in this book, it's, you can delve into it. Actually, in a way, I, let me take that back. I was, I was originally going to say sometimes maybe that means that there's, that there's, uh, more to talk about because it's, because it's an ongoing story, but actually sometimes I might make it the op- the opposite may be true because it's a 12 issue story telling it's a 12 issue one you know now and not like the way the Morrison book is supposed to be each season is supposed to tell one story when when you probably have half the issues that really mean nothing that this is one story you know one it's like a mystery it's like this this is like one long like episode of Columbo or something that it's all gonna get it's all gonna pay off at the end and and, and you're gonna see who done it and why and all and all this that's kind of the vibe you get off of this. So every so that so there could be moments, or like a reading a 400-page mystery, that there could be a few chapters in which things kind of don't either on the surface they drag, or it doesn't seem like it's a lot of pertinent information. And maybe there is and there isn't, but it could be filler. But it doesn't mean that every single chapter you're discussing is that you, there's a lot to rip into or break apart. Sometimes it's pretty straightforward. And I think this one was this one was pretty straightforward. Probably the next issue will be picking up on the threads of this will be will be uh i think that's going to be some, something to read and see how that fits into the big picture of what's what's going on here yeah all right hbo max then hbo max so you want do you want me to go or you want to go uh, this is your idea man you tell me where you want to go with it now we'll i will follow suit all right so hbo max yes as you know chad signed up right when we were right when we were talking uh, t- discussing the hbo max moving all their movies to the co-releasing with the theaters and HBO Max in 2021, all their new releases. And I signed up afterwards. I don't, I'm, I wasn't a fan of the, oh, they got they give you the code. No matter where you're trying to sign in, they give you the code and you got to go into the sign up page and enter that. And that was kind of a pain getting the, initially to get the app. Once I did that on the computer to go back in and have the app on the fire stick, recognize the fact that I had already signed up and paid as opposed to just, giving you the run through the you know which you, which they let you do you go in you can look at everything that they let me go in and look at stuff it's not like I but it's not like I could watch it but it took them a while it once I signed up and actually paid signed up for the monthly stuff it's like it took a while a couple of times and they gave me another code and I had so I'm not, I was, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the of these sign up process or the sign in process for when, for my new device and I'm going to have to do the same thing when I set up my mom's fire stick for Christmas because uh, I'm, I'm going to put my HBO Max on her Fire Stick, so we'll be curious to see again how easy that's going to be to have that Fire Stick recogn- with my account recognize another device that's able to uh, use the account. But once the, the, you know the logistics, we moved beyond that. What I would have to say is checking out HBO Max right now. There were two basic th- two basic thoughts I had. Thought number one was me being me. Was I wonder long long term what all this streaming stuff is actually going to do to regular HBO as a pay channel, since we know the model for HBO historically has been getting first run movies. That has been their bread and butter. Yes, they've expanded and and really tried to branch out even more than than in the beginning. Certainly, it's a it's really has become a bigger part of their bread and butter now, almost maybe like 50-50 with original content. But the original HBO model was some original content and a whole lot of first-run blockbuster movies that they would pay to get exclusive rights to for a certain period of time. And because of the way streaming is going, we know that that's, that, that model is not really going to work. 
the same way for HBO because everybody has their own streaming service. So we know Fox, we know other than pre-existing deals in place for like Dark Phoenix and actually surprisingly X-Men First Class is still on uh, HBO Max, which explains why it's not on Disney Plus yet. But no more of, you know, any new Fox movies made under the Disney regime, they're never going to make their way onto HBO, thus never making their way onto HBO Max. Uh, but HBO, but it made me think about the future of HBO by itself, that as the as a movie platform, which is what it used to be, that that's probably yet another thing that's dying, because they're not going to be able to rely on certainly a huge chunk of movies, which has been, it's not brand new, because they haven't had Marvel movies, like, for period. But now they're not going to get Fox movies and things like that. It just, it basically, it just whittles down the, you know, the pool to, the pool to choose from is smaller. And if Sony and, and at different places end up getting their own, if everybody has their own streaming service, even though they, you know they all can't survive long term, you know that's going to hurt HBO as far as what they can put on. So that was that was one thought I had, and just because I have some sentimental attachment to HBO, even though I did end up canceling it like a few like a month ago because I needed to lower my cable bill. Now, referring to the, directly to the content on HBO Max now, and again, you have to realize that some of the stuff they have is. It's not going to be there long term. It's based on existing deals, which is a true for everything. But there's a lot of Fox content on HBO Max. They have all the Alien movies, I think, for Covenant, but Covenant. So those movies are eventually going to come off. So Disney can do whatever they want domestically with their adult content and their Fox content. Die Hard, those movies are on HBO Max. Again, Fox movies. So eventually they'll come, they'll fall back into to Disney. Uh, but the reality is looking at their overall content, if they really believe that HBO Max is the future, whether it's AT&T, you know, their, their, their overlords or the upper echelon of WB believe the future, a key future to survive for WB is this platform, then you would understand why they probably made the decision they did to announce their full slate of movies were going to be co-released on HBO Max. Because in my opinion, HBO Max's overall content is not particularly impressive. I know it, there's a lot of niche stuff. You know, there's an, if you're really into into anime, they have a whole anime subsection. There's so they do have some interesting things, and they do have some movies and some franchises and things that are cool on it. But if you but as far as enough original content or just existing content to draw me in, since since the going rate, if you were paying monthly, regarding not counting discounts or or six month package deals. It's still 14.99, exactly what you would pay for HBO. I would, I'm honest enough to say that based on my initial run through on this platform, that I don't think it's worth 14.99 a month, unless you are a huge fan of, unless you're a huge HBO fan as it currently exists, and you think for HBO by itself is worth that much, you're getting that much out of HBO monthly. Then clearly HBO Max is is more than enough because you're getting all the HBO content plus more. For me, I was barely watching HBO. Uh, in its latter stages. I wasn't watching a lot of TV on cable. So there's not a lot on HBO, even original programming-wise. Westworld, the final, last season, I kind of slept through. Now, I, now I'll, eventually, I'll go through and probably watch it from scratch again because I have it, because I can. But I always could do that on, on HBO or, or even on uh, Prime on, on my smart TV because that's hooked up to Liz's account, and she still has HBO as her pay channel through Prime. So I always could have done that. But I don't think it's worth it based on the content they have now. I think short term it will be worth it based in 2021 because you're going to have all these first run movies that are going to be coming on. So even though they're only coming on for like a month at a time before they leave and eventually it'll come back. But still, just for that month of being able to watch Wonder Woman 84 or uh, Godzilla vs. Kong or The Matrix or whatever, that 
that's going to make it worth holding on to. Plus, we know we got the Green Lantern Court series coming. But do I think long term this is a this is a cha- this is a platform that I'm likely to keep year after year? My initial run through and my opinion is probably not. I think I'm happier still with Netflix and with Disney Plus overall. And that's not even counting all the stuff that they just announced, which we will be talking about next episode, all the stuff in the Disney investors meeting. I don't think H- I understand the criticism of HBO Max or why, you know, it's not a particularly strong platform and I would think I would agree overall and i had a few buffering issues which could have just been my internet but it's not something that happens very often on the fire stick and i noticed it happened like twice in the four days or so since that i've had it since since we signed up for a few movies so overall i would say i'm not i was not overly impressed with hbo mac um so at some point here i'm going to go into a list of things but um not right this second. So, like, there's some stuff on here, like, uh, that I add. So, I, I, right now, I'm just looking at my list, the stuff I've added to my list. And I've added things to my list for various reasons. Either I've already seen it, I'd like to see it again, or, uh, you know, I am never saw the sequel. Uh, so, let's see if I, uh, let's, you know, let's let's check that out. Or series I saw a couple of episodes of, want to see the whole thing, why not, it's there, that sort of a thing. And then there's things I've watched billions of times that I, on other platforms, or I actually own the Blu-ray of, that I just added because, okay, it's there. And, and uh, like, for instance, the DC animated direct-to-DVD films like All-Star Superman and, and, and things like that. Um, but there's also a lot of stuff I've never seen. Uh, you know, so like, yeah, I, I never saw the entire series of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and a few episodes of that I did see, I happen to enjoy. Um, uh, there are things I'm just curious about, like the DC Superhero Girls films. I'm not really necessarily into the DC Superhero Girls or that style of animation, but I hear some cool stuff maybe happens with Jessica Cruz from time to time, so... It's on there. Maybe I'll check it out. I saw the first Die Hard. I've never seen the others. So let's let's just throw it all on there. I've always been curious about the freaking Leprechaun movies. What the hell? Why not? Um, but there's also just stuff straight up I've never seen. And I'm going to list a, a bunch of them off here. Um, and I'm sure we might get some feedback. How have you never seen? But here we go anyways. This is just to sort of emphasize why it's worth it to me. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ad Astra. American Graffiti. Um, I've never seen Blow. I've never seen Boogie Nights. I've seen Casablanca partway through, but I always fall asleep, and I've just picked the wrong times to watch it. Whatever. And then there's movies like I've also never seen, never wanted to see, but what the hell? I have this. I have the, this, this thing now, so I might as well. Like Catwoman. <laughs> you know. Uh, I've never seen The Chronicles of Riddick. I've never seen Cowboys and Aliens. I've never seen The Crow. Uh, there's, there's films on here that I've seen billions of times too. Like there's a lot of Godzilla movies on here. I got to see that. The, the Dick Tracy movie. I never saw that. I've never seen Dirty Dancing all the way through or Dirty Dozen. Uh, I've never seen freaking, uh, uh, oh, what the hell? The, um, the, the, the Ford versus Ferrari movie. I was actually curious about that. What the hell? That's on here. I might as well. Um, Kaylee Cuoco has had an interview, uh, re- relatively recently over on Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast. And she was obviously on there to help promote her new thing, which just so happens to be the flight attendant. Uh, and talking about that and watching the trailer, you know, hearing her interview, that seemed interesting. Chadwick Boseman in, uh, Get On Up, the James Brown thing. I've, I heard about it. I never got a chance to see it. I'd love to. I've never seen A Hard Day's Night. I've never seen freaking uh, either of the new It's. Those are on there. Freaking Jonah Hex. It's a DC film. I need to see all the DC stuff 
no matter what. And speaking of Steel, I never saw Steel. Uh, I never saw any of the the Laura Croft films. Um, I've never seen The Losers. Uh, things like that. Like I'm not gonna go through the entire list. That's just through the end. So we're part way through. But like, and, and then there's like things. Like I said, like things I've seen billions and billions and billions of times. Like one of my favorite movies of all time, The Maltese Falcon. I added it to my list. I had to. Uh, Mars Attacks. I haven't seen it fucking forever, but I just got to see some. Ack, 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 ack. <laughs> you know what the hell? Um, you know, and and there's random shit on here. Like I saw that they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Uh, going back a couple of years that'd be interesting to check out fucking random things like space goes coast to coast hell yeah let's try that out um uh when when they remastered the original teen titans animated series i never got a chance to grab that blu-ray box set it's on here uh hell yeah here we go let's go i never knew that todd mcfarland spawn got an animated series i knew it had the movie um terminator salvation i was told not to spend money on it but here it is i'll check it out the Spawn yeah. series. The Spawn series was actually an HBO series, which would make sense why it's on the platform. What's also interesting, Veronica Mars. You guys know I fucking love Kristen Bell. Uh, I actually I'd never seen Veronica Mars the TV series. So a few months back, I actually bought the. They were having a sale, like Voodoo was having a sale, because every now and then they will have digital bundle sales, where I got like the entire Veronica Mars series for like fifteen twenty bucks, the original TV series. But they were still charging like digital full price for the film that was crowdfunded. Veronica Mars, that film is on here. So once I make my way through the TV series, I can flip on over to HBO Max and watch the crowdfunded thing. Um, so there's all kinds of. Oh, and one thing I was, I, I like, kind of leaped out of my chair a little bit when I saw it was on here. All of whose line is it, anyways? I don't care, man. Like that that show, I die laughing anytime I catch it. Uh, no matter if I've seen the skits before or not, I fucking love whose line it is. Is it anyway? And it's on here. So like, there's there's just so much cool stuff. Then there's like weird stuff. Like let's talk. Let's uh, one one thing to talk about. Like the Fast and the Furious stuff. What is there versus what isn't? Like that's it, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because like I saw Leprechaun. I saw Leprechaun two. I saw Leprechaun four, and I saw another Leprechaun film, but it, I never saw Leprechaun three anywhere. So all these random things I'm seeing that have like, oh, this movie and this movie, but not this one and not this one. Just strange to me. But that's just contra- that's just contractual, though. That's just, just as a good example, that's why they still have. I mean, I don't quite understand why they have first class. It's odd they still have the rights to first class because that movie's been so that's movie so old. But we know Dark Phoenix was, you know, obviously the deal for Dark Phoenix with, you know, with HBO getting that from Fox must have been in pl- must have been in place before. Fox was sold to Disney, so that makes sense. But that's but that's but it's but it's in a similar vein contractually. That's why they have for, technically, when you think about it, they have the first movie from that revised X Men verse in first class, and they have the last movie, but they have nothing in between. <laughs> so it's they do have all the final des, they do have all the final destination movies, which I've been working through. Not that I haven't seen them, and I guess that's one of my that's kind of my in a way I I agree there is stuff there. But if you like, if you look at the majority of the stuff I put in my queue, almost none of it is new. I did try watching, and I say try because I, I stopped, and, I, and I, maybe I'll go back to it. I did try watching the horrible underwater movie with, with Kristen Stewart and Jessica Henwick, because I love Jessica Henwick. That's the only reason. But like I said, wait, 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 w
Not CJ? I think so. TJ? Yeah, TJ. Between TJ Miller and Kristen Stewart, that's enough to not make you want to watch any movie. But she, but she's like, she's like the most likable person in the world compared to TJ Miller, even in that movie. But that's about the only thing new. I put The Dead Don't Die in, but I saw that in the theater. So that's not that's not a big deal. Plus, I watched it, I think, when it was free on Prime at least once. But almost everything I have is stuff that I, I either own or I've seen a bunch of times. All the Final Destination movies, Jason X, Jaws, of course, any platform that has Jaws in it, that you know, I'm going to always add Jaws into my queue. Uh, I watched Prometheus last night to fall to fall asleep to things like that. But the, but and I understand. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I get it. I mean, you haven't seen these movies and maybe and you haven't had the opportunity, so I get it. I added Die Hard 2 into my list because I like Die Hard 2. I like Die Hard, obviously, but I have but I have a special fondness for Die Hard 2 because of the because of the snow and it, I thought it was a clever and I like John Amos and William Sadler and I just thought I just what Franco Franco Nero I think is that I think he's the commander the foreign general either way I, I just like I like that that movie more than many of the other Die Hard movies but there's just not a lot a lot of new content. Like even you know the Sopranos game. I mean, most of those things I've watched on 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 Amazon Prime recently too. Even without having been able to access them on HBO, oftentimes they've been free on Amazon Prime. Uh, so, but I so, get it. Like, Go ahead. What I hear is the strength of HBO is some of the documentaries and docu series. Um, and I've, I'd love to, you know, first of all, it's got to be a subject matter I'm interested in, and I'm not going to sit here and list all the subject matters I'm interested in. So take this with a grain of salt. But I'd love to have y'all's recommendations on what to check out, documentary and docu-series wise. Um, and if it's a subject matter that interests me, I'll definitely check it out or you know whatever. But like I've already, you know, put on the list like there's something on here called the Woodstock Bus. Uh, and it's, uh, so at the center of it, uh, of Woodstock was a psychedelic symbol covered Volkswagen bus called Light. Join the race to solve a 50 year old mystery and find a lost bus that became an iconic emblem of a generation. I love music. I love the 60s and the 70s. Woodstock was awesome. Fucking just bring it on. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm sold. Uh, there's a, there's a docu-series apparently that's only one season long called, uh, Vinyl, which is a ride through the sex, drugs, and rock and roll field music business of the 70s in this HBO drama. It's a drama series, but apparently it's based on a lot of real life events. There's a Bob Dylan one called Don't, Don't Look Back as he's going through a tour uh, in England in 1965. Uh, and there's also a David Bowie one called David David Bowie the last five years and from the title I'm sure you can know what that means um so like there's this all you know I just going through I saw so many documentaries and docuseries uh one that I'm relatively curious about Kurt Cobain montage of heck be interested to watch something about Kurt Cobain for sure um there's something about Spielberg on here and so on and so forth there's just a lot of cool looking stuff in here in terms of the non-fiction side of things and I here's that's oftentimes where HBO can thrive outside of, you know, big budget stuff on their on their platform. No, I get that too. And the so if you're not if since you're if you're not as familiar with a lot of the stuff that HBO has put out over the course of time, then I could see how the content could be a draw for people too from an archival perspective. Uh, as somebody who has been who has had HBO for a long time has had the opportunity to see a lot of these things that and, and yeah some documentaries are, are draw me in and things like that too in different series and but 
you know, real sports I used to watch all the time too. And it's, I don't know. I, 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 I get why that would have an appeal, but I also get from the, I get the perspective of why, of why people, one of the initial thoughts that when people, when that platform launched was, wow, they, they don't have, they barely have any of consequence, original content, at least original content that's just for HBO Max, not counting the stuff from HBO that's also on HBO Max, which is, a, which is the huge majority of the stuff on HBO Max is the stuff that is on HBO monthly and, and, and the stuff that you could access if you have HBO on demand. So the reality, um, so the reality is a large part of their catalog is stuff that is available. I do kind of, and I, and it's interesting that when you look at the movies I listed, like if you add things into your profile, into your queue, they tell you whether it's like, you know, like if it's on HBO, they tell you it's on HBO. I, I noticed that on some movies, they have an HBO under certain movies in your queue, which make it clear that they're on HBO. That that's basically where they're coming from at the moment. And that so I kind of I think that's I think that's a nice that that's a nice touch too. But I because again for me because I haven't had I don't think HBO has been worth it for a while. And since there's no Game of Thrones or anything on anything on that that, may, that compels me to just keep it as opposed to going through the hassle of losing it. And bringing it back, I don't. If if right now there was no first, if they weren't doing the Wonder Woman 84 model throughout 2021, and we didn't know that, and there was no Green Lantern Corps show coming, just basically the same kind of stuff they had on today is the same kind of stuff they're going to have on a year from now, just with a few different, you know, a few bigger movies or new movies. I don't think I'd keep this. I don't personally. I don't think there's enough bang. For, I probably only have like about 12 or 13 things in my queue. And again, almost everything there is stuff that I've seen before. You know, uh, the House on Haunted Hill remake, which I like, that's there. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that I added in just by doing either going through alphabet, going through alphabetically and finding, and finding different things. But there's almost, there's pretty much nothing on this platform right now that would keep me, that would keep me up paying for it i just the main reason that the main reason i'll keep it for now is because they know i know all these first run movies are going to be coming on hbo max you know at least for a month to start with and that's and that's that is more than enough if you were paying for going to see this movie in the theater uh when you factor in concession and other stuff the reality is that's probably paying for your almost paying for your your monthly subscription or your portion of the of the subscription for that month just by going to see one of these movies in the theater so I will end the Green Lantern Corps show, which uh, if we're still doing the show, we know we're going to want to talk about that. So having access to it, if it had just been on HBO, then that would be something else. But it's supposed to be an HBO Max show. So that those it could change. My, my, my opinion could change, but I do understand the criticism of HBO Max. And I do understand why it hasn't been, it hasn't caught on all that well. But they shot themselves in the foot with that, as we discussed last time, because of the whole Roku and Fire Stick thing. That at least they resolved the Amazon problem a month ago, but they have, but they still haven't resolved the Roku thing. And either way, they didn't resolve the, the fire, the, the Amazon thing for like about four or five months after their platform rolled out. So that was shooting themselves in the foot too. You just terrified all the listeners, man. <laughs> the Green Lantern Corps show we're gonna want to watch, you know, if we're still doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> or or people will be dancing in the streets, depending on. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anything else about? Uh... HBO Max or the content thereof? No, I, th- I I'm sure there will be some thoughts rel- when we talk about the Disney stuff uh, next episode when Jim should be joining us. I, between the three of us, I'm sure somehow HBO Max will probably end up coming into conversation at some point, even if it's briefly. 
regarding the all the you know the multitude of new shows and and movie projects that Disney announced. So, but I think for for HBO, I mean, and plus we'll probably talk about HBO Max because we'll be able to do a Wonder Woman episode in the near future. Yeah, there you go. All right, man. Uh, speaking of uh, next episode and people joining us to talk about all the crap we've been talking about the past few episodes because there's quite a lot to to leave feedback on. How do people leave said feedback? Lanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, the website is lanterncast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag GeoCast to find us there. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So whichever platform or platforms you listen to us on, please leave us a positive review. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or a text, the number is 708-LANTERN. 708-LANTERN, and let us know what you think. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.